This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 86 with Joette Calabrese. This is Joette Calabrese, and I'd like to welcome you to the Practical Homeopathy Podcast. Women and men worldwide are taking back control of their family's health and learning how to heal their bodies naturally, safely, and effectively. So, if you're hungry to learn more, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as we give you the tools and the inspiration you need as I share my decades of experience and knowledge using this powerful medicine we call homeopathy. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about pain, which, as many of you know, is a big crisis that we are facing right now. According to the Department of Health and Human Services, over 2 million people had an opioid use disorder in 2018, and on average, 130 Americans die every day from an opioid overdose. So today, Joette, we want to talk about pain and how we can address it from a natural perspective. You know, there was a time when I dedicated my life to urging anybody whose lapels I could seize and ears I could bash. (laughs) But now I approach my subject of homeopathy with a little more grace. I guess I've aged. But I guess there's also another reason. It's that I don't need to scream it any longer. People are clamoring for this information. They're looking for the alternatives. The jig is up. These painkillers, am I going to say they should be illegal? Of course not. There is a place for these kinds of painkillers, I believe, in late stage illness, where there is no choice. Um, And when homeopathy fails us, then we may indeed have to go to something that's chemically derived. But why even consider it if we can avoid using something that could be so detrimental in the long run to our lives and to our families' lives. So that's why we have decided to put together a course on pain. You've got the title there, right, Kate? Yes. (laughs) Because I don't have the title memorized yet, because this is all new to us. We're still organizing it and putting it all together. It's Make It Stop, Escape from the Prison of Chronic and Acute Pain Using Practical Homeopathy, Learn Effective Methods to Uproot Pain, Often for Good. Wow, Joette, that's a tongue twister. That's why I couldn't remember the title. (laughs) But I wanted to get it all in there. I want to make it really clear what I'm going to be teaching. We want to have this knowledge, this information, these techniques at our fingertips, like a Swiss army knife of knowledge. We want to be constantly prepared because do you know when the next time you or someone in your family will have pain? It's a total surprise. You'd never know when that's going to happen. It is the true definition of an acute. It comes on suddenly. (laughs) You don't know when it's going to happen. And so you want to know how to parse through whether it's an injury, so it's extrinsic or intrinsic, it's something internal, whether it's from the gut, from food that has been eaten that was bad, whether it's a chronic condition that's related to hormones for women, for example, with menstrual pain or headaches that are specific to the hormone shifts. 
whether it's an injury, an automobile accident, a ski accident, we need to be prepared. Now, I will say, I am prepared. I know my medicines. I know them inside and out, um, and I own them. That's that is key. That is key, Joanne. Absolutely. Because if you know, oh my gosh, this is absolutely a call for colophylum and you don't own it, now what? What good is that knowledge? You have to either find a health food store that carries it, which is unlikely, get on Boron's site or Amazon, or if you're a student of mine, you can go to OHM Pharmacy. By the time that happens, the baby's born. <laughs> 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 or the hemorrhage is now being dealt with um, conventionally in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to believe that I don't think you should go to a hospital or go to a doctor. Of course you should do that if you need to, particularly if you don't know what to do. And if you but, don't know what it is, what's causing that pain, right. sometimes you need that diagnosis. You, yes, yes. You often need a diagnosis. Now, do you need a diagnosis for your child's ear infection if you've seen this ear infection two and three times previously. You don't need another diagnosis to know indeed that that is an ear infection. You're observing, you know that the child's pulling at the ear, the child is crying, maybe even screaming, the ear is red, perhaps there's a fever. Do we really need to know at a pediatrician's office on Saturday night at two in the morning that it is indeed otitis media? No, you know what it is, you've seen it so many times. Not only in this child, but perhaps your other children. So that in itself is your diagnosis. But if it's a first time or there's pain in a woman's breast and it's sudden, um, overt, and something that has never been experienced in the past, you use the homeopathic medicines the best you can. You consider what you've taken recently, such as have you eaten a lot of chocolate or have you had a lot of <laughs> coffee, et cetera. And if all of those can be ruled out and this pain persists in spite of trying to figure out what it is and trying to deal with it yourself, in short order, get yourself to a doctor and get a good diagnosis. There's no doubt. Doctors are incredible with diagnostics. It doesn't mean they get it every time, but they often get it right. Okay, so let's talk about some homeopathic medicines that you can use for pain. You just mentioned colophylum, so let's talk about when you would use colophylum. Colophylum is a great medicine for labor and um, for labor that's stalled, for a uterus that's not cooperating, so to speak. When everyone around the mother is saying, okay, it's been now 20 hours or whatever they allow in whatever hospital it is, and you are not producing a baby, we've got to go in and we've got to take this baby. And the mother is absolutely beat up. She's exhausted from pushing. She's trying as hard as she can. She's shaking. She can't deliver this baby. And the pain is extraordinary. Mm. The medicine, if the doctor knew anything about homeopathy, or if there was a good midwife who knew anything about homeopathy, would automatically know to use colophylum. And you use it at that moment. And then if the baby does, we don't see a change, a dilation in the cervix, then we might use it again in another 15 minutes. And then again in another 15 minutes. And in more situations than not, and I'm afraid I don't have these statistics. I've just seen it with my own eyes many times. The baby is born in very short order. This is an age old medicine. It's been around for 200 years. It's been used um, in 200 potency, 30th potency, six potency. And it's a 
time saver and um, an opportunity to keep from having to submit to surgery. I wish I had known about colophylum when I was delivering. Oh my goodness. Think about how many women you might have just saved from having a C-section right now. That's awesome. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. All of our medicines are awesome because they're not synthetic. They're polite is what I call them. They're no side effects. Yeah, polite. They are. They don't slam the person across the face (laughs) and beat them up like many drugs do. Uh, because they're not synthetic. They're made from nature and then diluted many times and potentized until they now become a medicine of great measure. They're very gentle. They simply stimulate the body's natural ability to correct the problem. Mm-hmm. All right. So what else can you talk about for pain? Well, since we're talking about women, uh, we can also talk about magfos, magnesium phosphoricum. This is also great for men too, um, but for women, we most often know about it as a great medicine for menstrual cramps. And it's magnesium phosphoricum. I call it, we call it MAGFOS, but I like to call it MUGFOS, M-U-G, FOS, because it's great when you put a dose of it, which is about four to six pills, into a mug of hot water. It delivers it faster. Put it in, I figure, about one pill per ounce. So let's say it's four ounces of hot water and four pills or six ounces of hot water, six pills. If the dose on the bottle says six pills is a dose, then use six pills. It depends on what the outside of the bottle reads because pharmacies make each one of these a little differently because their their pills are a little smaller or larger. So it's a great medicine specifically for pain during menstrual cramps. Now it doesn't treat the pain, although that's what everybody thinks they want. But to be honest, what they really want is they don't want to have cramps, which would cause the pain, or they don't want the the actual muscle, the uterus contracting. So what it does is it calms that down so the pain is no longer there. Mm. And so each sip from this hot water, just a sip, you know, a tablespoon or so is one sip, take a sip, and then you put it down. So each sip equals a dose. So within another 10 seconds, If the pain is still there, and I assume it would be after only one or two sips, you take the second sip. Okay, put it down. Now you wait a few more minutes again, and you take another sip. And in between, you're taking the sips, it's sort of cooling off. So I wish that there was alliteration, if I could call this thermofos, because it would be much better if it was in a thermos. But mugfos works better because of the mag in the magnesium phosphoricum. So what I suggest is that when someone has cramps, uh, menstrual cramps, and I'm going to talk about other conditions in which we would use this beautiful medicine, we would put it in a thermos by the bedside, particularly if it's someone who's suffering at night. That way the person doesn't have to get up out of bed, go start the hot water, put it in the cup and start sipping. And it can last in a good thermos for two, sometimes even three days and keep it warm. This is also great for children who have cramps that are different than menstrual cramps. A little boy who has leg cramps or uh, someone who has even cramps in the back. So it's a cramping medicine. And if we think in terms of magnesium, a lot of people take magnesium oil. I think that's overkill. Um, This is better than magnesium oil, because we're diluting it six times to the 10th power. MAGFAS 6X is usually what people purchase. You can find it online. You can find it at your health food store. 
magnesium phosphoricum 6x is a beautiful medicine that does not need to be taken consistently. In other words, after you've taken it a few times, every menstrual period or um, every time the child has leg cramps, etc., you find that the need for it becomes less and less. That's not necessarily so with magnesium oil. Once you start using magnesium oil, you will always be using magnesium oil, or not always, but for long periods of time. The idea with homeopathy is to uproot the condition and not just depend on the gross form of the substance. So for instance, if you have pain from menstruation, you're using MAGFAS, and then the next time you get your period, hopefully the the cramps won't be as bad. And then the next time less and less and less. And I've seen that happen in our family's lives. So it's very effective. And I get the question all the time too. Well, I don't have time to go and make some hot water to put this in. Can or they're I? in the car and they don't have availability of hot water. Exactly. Yes. By my bed, I always have a tube of MAGFAS 6X because if I wake up in the night, my heart is beating fast or I have some sort of pain, I just open that MAGFAS and take some in the night and I don't get up and make the hot water and do all this. And I find it still acts. Maybe it acts faster in the hot water. Do yes, you think it does. It just delivers it faster. It does not need to be uh, put in hot water. It can be put directly into the mouth. No, no doubt about it. So tell us more conditions that you would use MAGFAS for. Well, first, let me say this, that when someone has pain, I suggest that they just Google my name or go to my blog and put in the name of the condition, um, where the pain is, for example, I try to come up with some synonyms. Sometimes it doesn't come up. We don't have the best search engine on our blog. We're still working on that. And you'll probably find a lot of information just for looking. But what I want to do in this course is take you beyond that. So I'm giving you examples of those remedies and, and protocols that are well-known and easily learned and easily memorized. But we're also going to be covering more unusual kinds of pains, such as gallbladder pain. That can be excruciating. And it can also result in surgery. So if it feels imminent that surgery is down the pike, why not, before you have your surgery scheduled, why not use a homeopathic medicine for such a condition? And so I'll be teaching that. I'll be teaching about migraines. We'll be going over not only where the pain presents, which organs, skin, the gut, the eyes, the head, the uterus, the teeth, etc., but also the names of the conditions, infections, injuries, etc., and then also pain characteristics, because that MAGFAS pain, the pain that is addressed by magnesium phosphoricum 6X, is a cramping pain. Sometimes it can be almost searing, but it's not burning pain. It's generally not stitching pain. It's uh, generally not cold pain. So we're going to categorize the pains as well as to if we don't have a specific protocol for that condition, what else might we use to come up with the medicine that needs to be applied? You know, and I think of this course, Joette, as 
akin to your survivalist guide because you don't know, like we said earlier, when you're going to need this. And to, so to have these skills at your fingertips to be able to categorize the pain and know the different medicines and what kinds of pains they affect. I think it is priceless. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you the number of times I've used that survivalist guide and how it has saved us many a trip to the ER. Well, and people say that, you know, they want to be pain free. And I certainly understand that we're all human, but I want to remind folks that pain actually in a way is a gift because it tells us something is wrong. It may not tell us exactly what's wrong or why it's wrong necessarily, but it tells us pay attention to that organ or to this condition. Can you imagine if you didn't have pain receptors and you were in an automobile accident and you had no idea that your arm was severed? You know, maybe you were not aware of what was going on because you were tending to your child or something. You need to know that there's something going on. And so pain is indicative of, it's screaming at us, pay attention. Now, how do we pay attention? Does that mean that we simply obliterate the sensation of the pain? Well, I'm not going to say that's never called for. For example, if you have to go into surgery, by all means, that's exactly what general anesthesia or local anesthesia is grand for. But when someone has a headache, to just obliterate the pain is not the goal. The goal is to correct the condition. And that's where homeopathy comes in. It helps correct the condition, uproot the problem, so that the pain is no longer necessary. The body no longer needs to produce it because the condition has been resolved. Mm -hmm. You talked about going into surgery and how sometimes we need surgery. Well, you and I worked together when a horse actually stepped on my arm and I went into surgery, came out, and then consulted with you, and we came up with a whole list of medicines for me to take. But it was very interesting, and we talked earlier about the opioid crisis. When I was getting ready to be discharged from the hospital, and they actually said, no, you can't leave until you take one dose of this narcotic pain medicine because you will need it after um, the nerve block wears off. And I said, no, I'll be fine. And, and so I had to go round and round and round with this nurse who was not literally going to let me leave the hospital until they knew that my body would handle the pain medicine, okay? And finally, Joette, I asked them to just give me a Tylenol and I would take that for the pain. And after I took the Tylenol, I said, oh, I feel so much better now. I think that's going to be fine. And with your help, Joette, I actually did not need any pain medicine after that surgery. And it was a, a pretty major arm I know, fracture. I saw that. They were, it was pretty, your, your arm was mangled. Yes, it was. And so I just used homeopathy for the pain after that. And it took a while. And I'm not going to say that I was pain free because that would just be crazy to think that after a pretty major surgery, you would be pain free. But the homeopathy made it so that I could tolerate the pain and I didn't need to take those narcotics. But we're not looking for a disposition of being blotto. We, we just... <laughs> want to be comfortable enough to be able to sleep, to be able to get nourishment, to be able to um, take on our day a little bit at a time after something like surgery. And I too have had surgery many years ago. I had uh, an emergency surgery and the incision was clear across my abdomen. And they told me the same thing that I was going to need painkillers. And I said, well, thank you, but no, I'm really just fine. And I used Hypericum. I used Staphysagria. 
I used Arnica and even a dose of aconitum. And those four medicines got me through. And by the second day, I was using only, I believe it was only Staphysagria. And I was fine. And I mean, really, it was from hip bone to hip bone that the surgical site was from hip bone to hip bone. So it was not what they expected. It's what I expected. And the reason I knew this is because I had studied. I made a point of owning the medicines in the potencies that I had learned to use for such a situation. And I had confidence in it. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might even call that placebo, but um, I don't know. I've used (laughs) these same pain medicines on Buster, our dog, on our cat, Carmelina, on our son's cat. Um, What's his name? I don't like the cat. That's why I... (laughs) I don't remember his name. He's brutal. He's just a bad cat. Is that the cat that likes only men? Yes. He attacks me. He attacks all women. I mean, literally really attacks. So that's why I don't remember his name. I, no, good old what's his name. But we've used these homeopathics on the animals and they don't know what placebo is. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're putting it in their water. And many times we've had to do that with the cat. Well, it must have been the same placebo that helped me because I took those right. four medicines oh, those after my really surgery. powerful, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you wondering right now, I use those same four medicines after my surgery as well. Staphysagria, aconite, arnica, hypericum. Yes. And the staphysagria, if my understanding is correct, is not as much for the pain, but to help with any infection that might be brewing after such a surgery, correct? Well, it's for an incisional site. So anything that might come from that, whether it's a potential infection, whether it's the pain of the incision itself, Mm. it's for a clean cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So staphysagria isn't if you get some cut that's jagged. It's more of a surgical knife or you slice yourself with a knife. and Yes, right. When you're cutting carrots and it's a brand new knife. Yes, yes, certainly. Okay. Yeah. Joette, so many times people ask me, where can I get all the protocols? Where can I find that magic list of all the protocols that I need? And I tell them that it is not as easy as that. If there was just a list of protocols, that would be great, but you would still have to know how to use these protocols and these medicines. And people ask, well, can I just purchase the Banerjee book? And will that have all the protocols in it? And I say, no, it's not all the protocols are in there. If you want to learn these protocols, really the only place that I know of is by taking your courses. Well, and you're still not going to learn them all because there are, I don't know, 6,000 human conditions. Mm -hmm. It would be like an encyclopedia. So once you learn the protocols that I teach, then you can extrapolate to a certain degree and you'll see how you apply this protocol that seemed as though it was just for this condition, but because the pain is so similar and it's in the same um, area of the body, the same organ that you could, potentially use it for this condition as well. So it takes a little more depth than that. I mean, I wish that I had all the protocols too. So what I did was I went to India and I worked with the Banerjees for collectively a year and a half, sat by their sides and jotted them all down and learned and studied. And some of them were still not exact because there are conditions in which For some people, it makes more sense to use this protocol. For other people, it makes a little more sense to use that protocol. And I don't want to color the idea that this is not formulaic because it is much more formulaic than any other method I know in homeopathy. But there is some maneuvering that you have to do in order to 
utilize this for absolutely every situation. I just wanted to make it clear that I don't know of any magic list that we have that's out there with all of the protocols. Do you? No, I don't think there's anything like that. No. Tell us a little bit more about what you're going to be covering in the pain course, and I'll just call it for short, make it stop. Well, one of the conditions, of course, will be joint pain, um, gut pain, headache pain, injury pains. Is there something for a pain in the butt? Yeah. <laughs> you mean like our children, <laughs> our neighbors? <laughs> and I believe you'll be covering sinus pain as well, but stay tuned because more information will be coming out shortly about the course on pain. For those folks who believe that the best way to deal with pain is just to take Tylenol, acetaminophen, a couple of aspirin or something like that. You don't have to take opioids, right? They wonder, why would you go through all of this, you know, take an entire course just on the idea of pain and how to treat it homeopathically? What about those who say, I'll just use my essential oil? Right, essential oils too. Well, sure, if it works, if you've got something that works, then perhaps this is not the course for you. But the difference is that homeopathy, when we're talking about it compared to conventional medicine, again, homeopathy has no side effects. That's the first thing. And the second, of course, is what we said earlier, and that is that we're uprooting the condition. That's the idea. It's not about just getting rid of pain. And the third is certainly if you have essential oils that deals with migraine pain, by all means, use it. And if you don't have the time to take a course like this, I certainly understand. This course is designed for people who want to be completely self-reliant as much as possible, who have families to take care of, want to take care of themselves, or they've gotten to the end of the road and they've been using all of the essential oils and supplements and synthetic vitamins and have changed their diets a number of times and have used other methods and they have failed. So none of what I teach is for everyone. But if you have a penchant for learning, you have an innate curiosity, and you want to take control of your family's health and your own, this might just be the avenue for you. Because taking care of yourself and others is freedom. It's freedom from limitations, and it's freedom actually from our own egos. It releases us from feeling as though it's only about us, because it isn't. It's about many. It's about us, our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, our churchmates, our livestock, wild animals, our pets. And so many people have problems with pain. And if we can help other people, I think it's an amazing gift to be able to give. That's right. The gift of good medicine. As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can, for free, without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear, when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well-trained. So I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses in which I walk students through each method with step-by-step -step training.
training. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com, where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.